Okay, we did exceptionally well to keep up with the God love, God love us, God love us. But we wanted you to really experience how much those three words are entwined in this passage, God, love, and us. It's like a trinity, in fact, that holds together. You can't have, you sort of, you need them to be together. Up on the screen should come a little picture. Thinking about love, I've brought this book up before. It's often given to people who are going to get married to understand each other for their, how do they receive and give love? And it's called Love Languages. It's sold 12 million copies. It's been translated into 50 different languages. It's certainly a really popular book explaining the ways that we receive love. And it breaks into five. I'm sure there's others, but we'll just go through them. Acts of service, doing things for people, like taking out the rubbish or running them a bath or doing the washing up. There are words of affirmation, telling them how amazing they are, how much you appreciate them, and telling them their skills and gifts that you want to celebrate. There's touch. You want to, they want you to hold their hand or hug them all the time, and they just want to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm married to one of those. <laughs> Others, it's about quality time uninterrupted moments. They want those intense, it's just me and you, my darling. We just got to have that quality time. And finally, gifts. It's all about the gifts. It doesn't matter what it is. This is what I've learned. They just want to know that you've been thinking of them. Like when you went to a hotel and you brought them back the soap from the, from the, they're like, oh, you brought me the soap. You were thinking about me. And that's what the gifts are about. It was truly a hit, this book. It's about, um, it's about that idea that we can say I love you, but actually that doesn't always get through, does it? If someone says I love you, but they act in a different way, we are not convinced. It's about experiencing, seeing the evidence of love. And our verse that we had on our Christmas advertising said this, if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And this is from the passage we read. You might want to go and read that slowly at home because there's a lot of it. It tells us that if we are to experience, to see true evidence of the love of God in its fullness, to experience him, his presence, and the love that he is, we only do this through being with others. And look at the beginning of this verse. It says, no one has ever seen God. Oh, is that going to come up? There we go. (laughs) No one has ever seen God, but if. It's about seeing God. It tells us that together Christ is seen and experienced in community. The gathering of believers, his church, obviously a solo Christian is possible and that does happen. But it is as a group that we see the visible, the tangible love of God. And we're going to say more about that in a minute. But let's stand and sing our next song. 
And notice how it says, we honor the king. We will honor the king. It's a good question to ask ourselves, isn't it? How can we, how do we honor the king? And one way is certainly by singing and acknowledging who God is and who Jesus is. We're going to have another little activity now, and it's going to be the opportunity for you to talk uh, with the person next to you or in front of you or behind you. What I'd like you to do, first of all, is to think of someone who loves you. So a family member or a friend, someone who loves you. If you can picture that person, have them in mind. And then I want you to think about how do you know that you're loved by that person? How do they show their love to you? So have a little think about that for just a moment and then turn to the person next to you or the the people in front and behind and have a little chat about how you know that you are loved by your friend or family member. So away you go. I hope those were interesting conversations. Uh, it's a great, it is a great gift to experience love. I'm going to hand back over to Lou for the next part. Okay, well, hopefully, even just chatting with the person next to you has shown you that there are some things you have in common. You both perhaps agreed, yeah, that's how I know that someone loves me. But there might also be some differences. We all give and receive love in different ways, but it always kind of is wrapped up in some kind of action. If I just stood and you had someone in your home that said I love you, but they sort of never moved, they never engaged with you, they never talked to you, they never helped you, they never complimented you, they never touched you, you'd be like, that is a blob. That is not someone who loves me. It's normally for our benefit. They want our good, don't they? They want good things for us. So how do we recognize this love that God has? What would it look like? How do we see this love in our community? Well, let's look at verse 9 and 10 in the passage that we read, and it's going to come on the screen, so you don't need to worry. And it's a familiar verse to some people. It says, this is how God showed his love amongst us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So firstly, God's love, we recognize, is an initiator. It starts, it doesn't wait for us to ask for help or admit we need help. It doesn't love because we're lovable or even that we respond, but rather this love just loves and it flows this endless compassion and kindness and mercy and grace. 
And in our church community, when we initiate, when we go, give, hug, speak words of affirmation, serve each other, God and his love is seen amongst us. And secondly, the love is sacrificial. It is for the benefit of others. And when we as a church seek to bless others with no agenda for their good, then this is love and this is good news. Let's stand and sing our next song. He is our rescuer. It's lovely to hear that, isn't it? After all those years to see something where they're still delighting in each other. Um, And marriage, when it works well, is that, you know, that kind of picture that uh, God wants to give us of himself and us guys, that kind of loving relationship. For me, uh, going back to how we receive love, I am a total acts of service person. Um, I love it. You know, like if Rob does some DIY... I am the happiest wife in the world, like I am beaming. And I know, uh, I knew there was love when he put up his first shelf. (laughs) And he came in and went, I put up a shelf and he was so proud. And I just went, hmm. (laughs) And he took the shelf down patiently. He didn't moan, he did it, and he just put it up again. And it was lovely and straight. But at the beginning of our relationship, it made me totally livid if he would try to do anything for me. Okay, I get so cross with him. And this is because I'd sort of been let down quite a lot in the past. And I'd reached that conclusion that I couldn't rely on others and I just had to do it for myself. And it took uh, the gifted counsellor that I went to to help me to trust someone again. And it can feel like that for some people when it comes to Jesus and the church. It, um, if we're coming to receive love in the community, the body of Christ, we have to remember that it's a bit broken still. It's not perfect. Even in the best of marriages, despite what Liz and Ken said, there's always something. Because we're not perfect. We're learning all the time. In the church, we know the promises of God. But letting him love us through others in the church can feel really risky. It can feel sometimes demanding. And we can want to do what I did, which is shut off. Accepting, though, the love of God through the church is a step towards that completeness that was in our verse for Christmas. To experience the total love of Christ, it cannot just be a relationship between me and God. He is a Trinitarian God who exists in relationship and wants us all to be a part of that. Letting the hands and feet of God serve us to be a voice present in our lives through the church can feel really risky and at times really annoying or upsetting. 
is tough because the church is learning to love. People let us down and we let others down. We're learning too. And it's hard work to be in this community. It takes grace and forgiveness and patience. Three things that are difficult and painful. And we might conclude that life with God is easier outside of his body. But God is always and has always been committed to working through his people. That he gathers them together to love and serve each other. And this is what we see in our Christmas verse. This is how we experience the love of God. However broken we are as a community. So I wonder, even in our imperfections, where you have experienced Jesus' love, perhaps even this morning, or you've been able to demonstrate it to others. Perhaps it was in the smile or the welcome you received or the hug that embraced you. What was it this morning? Perhaps it was the joy that someone said or the welcome that they gave you. At Christmas, we remember that God came sacrificially. He initiated that love towards us. So let us remember to give and receive this love to others, that his love might be made complete among us. Let's pray. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Lord Jesus, this Christmas we're reminded again of your love, that you came sacrificially to us to give yourself for us. Help us this morning to receive this love afresh. Help us to receive it from your body and to share it with others. Help us demonstrate this love in all we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen.